Hello, everybody. My name is Steve Smith. I'm the editor of PhD News Magazine, and this is a new series that we're just starting with the COVID-19 virus on everybody's minds, a series of telephone interviews with industry executives that we're calling off the cuff. So we're going to be doing a, a bunch of interviews in the coming weeks, post them on our website, phcppros.com. This is actually the very first one I've done. And my first guest is a guy I know very well, Mike Hook, Marketing Communications Manager with U.S. Boiler. Mike, can you tell us, let's go back to the beginning of the year. I mean, we just certainly didn't know what was in store for us. So what was everybody thinking about at U.S. Boiler, say, back in January? Oh, sure, Steve. First of all, thanks for uh, for letting me take part in this. I, I, I definitely appreciate it. As far as the, the first of the year goes, honestly, you know, the, the winter started out like most winters do. We had a couple cold days and it was pretty good. And then it kind of got a little bit, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say warm. But temperatures in the Northeast, which is typically boiler, you know, the, the heart of what mm-hmm. we would call boiler country, mm-hmm. kind of didn't really get as cold as they typically do. So, I mean, from that standpoint, it, it really wasn't what we would call a really cold winter. So, I mean, you know, certainly, you know, sales were fine. Everything was fine across the board, but we didn't really see those high demand periods. So, I mean, you know, once again, it was an average season, all, all things considered. But of course, all of that changed pretty much almost two thirds of the way through it, uh, when, yeah. when all this broke out. Absolutely. So I have your COVID-19 update in front of me, date March 18th. So can you tell us, you know, what was put in place then in regard to the COVID-19? So on March 18th, that's kind of funny because as I sit here and think about it, it seems like yesterday, but it somehow oh, yeah. feels like it's like, you know, like like a year ago. Right, <laughs> I, know. I, I know exactly what you mean. I was at a big wholesaler convention in Nashville beginning of March. And, you know, people were thinking about fist bumping and elbow bumping, if that's the yep. word. But, you know, people still shook hands and they didn't really think that much about it. And a week later, life changed considerably for everybody. Sure. I mean, what well, well, really what happened is, and I'm sure many manufacturers had uh, a playbook as far as to handle certainly circumstances that are similar to this, but I don't think any of us had any kind of playbook no. as to handle exactly what we are facing and working yeah. through right now. Nobody yeah. has dealt with anything like this before. And we're no exception. About the only thing that, we, you know, we had a couple of things going for us in that a lot of our, some of our sales guys and our field guys work remotely already. So there was a backbone of that already established within the company. Also, you know, just speaking from my own personal experience, I, I work with an individual who also started a, a work from home as well. So that process was kind of already like, at least the framework was already in place. Our, our IT department overall, which is a, which a, a great group of individuals, had already started implementing some of those things in place. So once again, when this started to become something that could possibly be, I have a feeling that that probably accelerated those plans significantly. So when we were told about it, we actually moved into an operational phase and it happened rather quickly. Uh Okay. Now I'm kind of curious too about manufacturing itself. I mean, it's been a few years since I I, I took a tour of your yeah. facilities, but I, you know, the manufacturing cells I remember seeing, you know, you can be in somewhat close proximity to everybody else. How, how is that working then? Well, I mean, you're obviously still making products, so how, how are you doing that with these new ways of doing things? Well, certainly. I mean, the way it works now is that basically the cells are separated within an extreme amount of caution as far as Mm -hmm. difference between where individuals are working and coming in contact with one another. In addition, I mean, the number of people working at a specific time has been reduced because obviously we can't have 
that many people in the plant at the same time. We are also working on a staggered work shift as far as, you know, people both arriving and departing at different times. Production crews, they are actually doing their breaks at different times because as every facility has a common break area, you know, these individuals too as well. So that part of it was very well conceived and executed from that side. Okay, good. Now, would you say from a manufacturing output standpoint, I mean, things must be a little less describing, you know, what you just said. I mean, can you still make the same amount of boilers that you used to make or or how is that? You know, honestly, unless you would go into a full 24-hour operation, which we obviously have the capability to do, Uh here's where I'm going to back off because basically there is, let me just qualify this, there is no good time for this to happen. No. Okay. However, for a company that works in the heating industry, if there was a time that you could choose for it to happen over any other time in the calendar year, I guess this would be it. Because obviously, you know, as a a supplier, as a manufacturer of, of heating equipment, typically your March, your April, and most of your May, they are your quiet times. They're the times in which, you know, everything kind of ramps down and you sort of start building up towards next season, you know, that that generally would happen more along the lines of June anyway. So it's a slower time of year for us production-wise anyway. So your output naturally would be lower at this time of year. So in that regard, it's, you know, of course, it's affecting output as normal. But from this standpoint, we are able to uh, accommodate the orders that are coming in Mm -hmm. and able to deliver on them as well. Okay, well, that's good news. Yeah. Perfect. Well, now, I think the big news that you wanted to share with everybody today was the USB University. US uh, yes. I like this. Uh, by the way, I think I need a sweatshirt with this logo. I, I, you know, I, that was designed with that. And we, we can do merchandise if you want. We're actually considering yeah, you that. Gotta you that. You got to do that. Possibly some banners. We were even conceiving about exactly what would our mascot look like. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'll let you do that. But I mean, for everybody at home I'm listening, I mean, it's a great logo and it does say 1856. So this university has been around a long, long time. Yeah, longer than I care to mention. <laughs> Actually, so, I think the, the actual time, I mean, those numbers look real good on there. However, the actual time is probably something along the lines of last Monday. <laughs> but the, the, the truth of the matter is, I mean, really, it represents the U.S. Boiler University kind of represents a different form of something, once again, that we were fortunately working on anyway. That would be expanded training sessions through our group of trainers who include both Ron Beck and an additional trainer in the field, which would be Tom Secondino. Two terrific individuals, two very professional guys, and they've actually been working on expanded training in terms of doing on-site training, in terms of doing live seminars, very interactive, you know, getting contractors and technicians involved in the process. Of course, what we challenged them both with was, okay, well, now how do we talk about doing this type of training, not necessarily as a day-long thing, but can we break this down into 10, 15-minute increments to talk about specific things within your presentation and kind of compartmentalize it so we can educate contractors who perhaps may have some time on their hands at this point. And I don't want to say that in, in jest because I understand nobody really has time on their hands if they're completely working in the industry. I get it. You know, it's the industry never sleeps, no. but it's not uncommon for, for contractors at this point to be doing only emergency calls 
based upon the climate right now, because quite frankly, homeowners are quite understandably leery about any having folks coming into their homes. And to be fair, you know, it, it's the same thing for a contractor. It's a two-way street. They don't necessarily want to be doing that for no good reason anyway. Absolutely. So. A lot of this is the, the contractor stuff that's out there. The reason why we wanted to do this was to sort of get folks at least up to speed because the way we look at this, if we look at the heating season the way it was, it was a little softer than usual because of the warmer climate in the Northeast for the boiler market. You combine that with a little bit of what, with, with the uncertainty that what we have right now and what we're going to see going into next season, we feel very strongly is going to be a large pent-up demand for this type of for, for our type of products okay. going into next season That's good. and the, the way we kind of read this is we have a feeling that as things kind of ebb because right now obviously everyone is kind of riding the crest of the wave which is understandable as things kind of ebb on the other side of the wave we sort of the way we read this is that it's going to be a demand that is going to hit very early next season and when it does it's going to be like open the floodgates because i think if you had a questionable if a homeowner had a questionable heating season that they decided to hold on to you know didn't really feel like making the necessary repairs or just sort of nursing it through well they're going to want to probably replace that going into next year because we don't really know how long this whole thing is going to go on for we don't know if it's going to extend, you know, through next season all the way in. We, we don't even know if a year from now we're talking about the same thing. So I have a feeling that a lot of the business is going to arrive very early and it's going to be breakneck to get things in store. So in order to do that, I mean, obviously, we want to talk about contractors being able to not only have product, but also be able to install things with a great deal of speed and efficiency. Because... Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the feelings as far as, you know, folks wanting guys, if they got to have something done, they're going to want it done very fast. Mm-hmm. So what we'd like to do is equip the, equip the contractor with the knowledge base that enables them to do this as quickly as possible. Good. Well, sounds great. Now, again, this started out kind of as a traditional classroom setting, but you were obviously, if I understand correctly, you're able to very quickly pivot into make, making these kind of 10 to 15 minute modules, I guess. Yep. Great, good word. Now, tell us about the the first one. I believe it's on venting, condensing boilers. What? Yeah, what, the, the venting thing. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very, that's a challenging thing for condensing boilers, especially for folks that you know. For some installers who may not have an extensive background, maybe they might be coming from more of the cast iron side and getting more into the condensing side. Ron Beck, who has an extreme amount of knowledge <laughs> in the industry, and also uh, working for our company, also working on the service side as well, developed the training modules for the most part and specifics. This one is delves right into the heart of venting condensing boilers. It talks about that in, in, in very good compartmentalized detail, everything that you need to know. Now, specifically, granted, of course, because he's talking about our products, I mean, he uses them as a reference point. But I can say that the principles that he discusses in here really are applicable, I would say, industry-wide. It's okay. not, you know, there, there are specifics, like I said, in terms of, you know, mentioning our products and specifically about some some of the measurements associated with them. But the principles behind it, they're universal. Okay. So, Good. you know, anyone that would be interested in this, obviously, you know, can certainly look this up, get something out of it. Mm-hmm. 
So ideally, you'd love them to install U.S. boiler products. But you know what? It's, it's still solid, good information for the industry overall. Exactly. Now, we should give an extra special plug for Ron Beck because I went on LinkedIn before our call. And I was really shocked. I mean, uh, you're doing some intel. That's good. <laughs> he's been with uh, you guys for 20 years. And 20 years before that, he was an HVAC tech and a manager with an oil heat dealership. So got, you know, 40 years of, of experience altogether. That's, uh, that's a pretty good instructor. I think Ron knows his thing. Yeah, it provides him with a with a great deal of perspective because he understands exactly what's going through the minds of the the people that are sitting in the seats that are in front of him. Perfect. Now, can you tell me, uh, you know, okay, I'm a, I'm a contractor. I want to go to the venting boilers session. You mentioned before that it's probably going to just take 10, 15 minutes of my time. So that sounds good. Now, what's the experience like? Am I, am I logging onto my computer, reading something? Ron is on a video or, or a little bit of both or what? What, what am I going for? Well, basically, you know, once again, it was kind of like what I would call a battlefield commission. So we didn't really have the ability to have a seminar that was filmed Mm -hmm. with Ron live action. I mean, everyone's working remotely now. So what we had him do is basically sit with his computer and his PowerPoint slides, had him turn on the microphone function and actually narrate over his slides as he would in the seminar. There are areas when you go through it, it it presents itself in in kind of a video. It's in a video format, but essentially what you're going to be seeing is the PowerPoint with him narrating over it and also highlighting specific things about each individual slide along the way. And is the first one out now or or what? Yeah, yeah, actually, that was just released today. When I I say release, these things are coming to basically if you signed up for our e-publication, which is called the U.S. Boiler Report, you're on the mailing list. You're going to get it. It's going to be there. So if you're there, definitely check it out. Now, what we're going to do independent of that is we're going to archive them on our website. If you go on our website, usboiler.net, you're going to see that there's three different categories, three different experiences. We have homeowner, contractor, and distributor. So if you're an installer, you're going to want to go to the contractor side and take a look in there. And there will be a category, there will be a section in there where these things will be archived. Okay. So again, if I understand correctly, if I'm a subscriber to your excellent e-newsletter, I'm going to get this kind of reminder in my email and I can click on that and go right to it. Or I can go to usboiler.net and and find this online right now. That's right. And, and, you know, I would actually encourage, even if you're, if you're a contract that doesn't necessarily install our products, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would probably just subscribe to the, to the newsletter if you're interested in this, because that way it automatically arrives and you don't have to check for anything. You don't have to, you know, do that. It'll just automatically, it'll be there. It'll be there for you. Okay. So the first one's ready to go. What's the plan after this? Now, you mentioned, I think, before the call, you might do these weekly, might be might be doing these twice a week. Yeah, the, the first one took us a little bit because, as you can imagine, you know, we got the training wheels on. But once the training wheels come off and we get a little bit of a velocity to this thing and we get a feel for the rhythm, quite possibly we could be doing two a week. That would be more than likely it'll be released, um, I want to say Monday or Tuesday, and then once again towards the end of the week, uh, Thursday and Friday, that kind of thing. But for right now, we're going to do one a week because we are also releasing something to help our sales force as well. So we're kind of doing two things at once right now. So we have to split a little bit of attention to that side of it as well. But most definitely, we're going to be doing at least one per week devoted to the contractor, to the installing contractor. Sounds good. Now, do you know how many modules you have to go? You know, that's a really good question. All I can say is I have a little inside information, and I know Ron Beck has approximately 700 slides, I believe. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're going to be here for a while. 
Well, if we're going to be here for a while, we have the content for it. All right, perfect. Okay, good, good. So again, it's easy to find, it sounds like. And the first one is ready to go. And you mentioned, you know, eventually these will all be archived as well. So you can, if you miss one, you can always go back. Yeah, correct. All right, perfect. Now, I know another important thing that we should talk about is that something that you released to the homeowners, I think you said today or maybe yesterday about, you know, going forward, this is going to be a little different in terms of how your contractor comes to service the the equipment or or install a new model. So tell us a little bit more about the blog that you have homeowner. Yeah, we have a series of homeowner blogs for informational reasons on our site. You know, we, we're just like every other manufacturer in that we do get homeowner inquiries to the website inquire, you know, looking at the products and whatnot. Right. Over the years, we decided, we put in uh, informational blogs to sort of assist homeowners in the process. And sort of, once again, they're, they're very informational in nature. Yes, they do talk about specific products, but it also kind of goes into just basically understanding our industry, understanding everything that we can get to. I mean, the more information a homeowner has, the better. And in this specific case, here was a very good opportunity to shed a little light on the thinking of a professional contractor in today, right now, as we speak, in that how they would appreciate a homeowner to approach them. We talked to a bunch of our contractors and we got some real good responses in that regard. And we were presenting them as an informational base so that perhaps maybe not only our contractors, but any professional heating or even air conditioning contractor as we get, as things start to get warmer and that becomes the next thing in line so that homeowners can kind of have a basis to understand exactly how they are approaching it. They meaning the professional service technician. First of all, to get them to understand the fact that right now, as we speak, most professional contractors are responding only to emergency calls. They're generally responding to those who they have worked with previously. So now is not the time to be specking out a new system or to, to kick the tires on anything. Basically, if you have a problem, call. Now, they're, they're in a service business. I mean, that's what, that's what the, the industry is. However, the understanding has to be that it, it, the, the, it has to be a bit of a two-way street. In other words, the distancing that everyone is asking each other to do right now has to apply not only to the homeowner's family, but also a consideration made to not only the installer, but the installer's family as well. So once again, if they have a question, if to call a contractor, you'll see in the blog, we talk about things like basically, if you're a homeowner, state your problem, state it clearly, open up if you have an outside access to your basement, if that's where the equipment's located, open it up so they can access it from the outside. Provide them with as much information ahead of time before they get into it. Inquiring with the contractor about whether or not they're going to be using gloves or or, or a face shield. And also, if you as a homeowner or homeowner's family have those things as well, you should probably wear them when they're in the house. Once again, it's a two-way street. And this is the kind of thing that we want to present so so that homeowners have an expectation or a realistic level of expectation of what a professional contractor really to get it to work for both parties. Right. Well, it sounds, sounds very good. I mean, it is a, it's the new normal, I guess, huh? Yeah, at least the normal for right now. We hope that it's not for long, but you know, once again, everyone has to really kind of understand that we just have to worry about right now. <laughs> That's it. Well, we'll get through it. So wrapping up and summing up, I guess, uh, you got a, a good series of new 10 to 15 minute modules 
First one out now, many, many more to come from the sound of those slides with Ron Beck. And this homeowner blog is very interesting to me because I, I actually uh, did sit in a webinar a couple of weeks ago where a contractor talked about the level of protection they were taking. And boy, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's not just booties anymore, right? I mean, that, that's old hat. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, good. Well, I appreciate the time, Mike. We can wrap it up now, but I, you know, is there anything else to add that I maybe haven't asked you about that might be on your mind about this? Well, no, I think that pretty well covers it, Steve. I, I, once again, I do appreciate this, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak to the folks about not only what we're doing, but basically about what the industry in itself is, is kind of doing to approach this, because I think it is new ground for everyone. But all in, once again, I mean, our industry is one that really adapts and makes the necessary changes to move forward. I mean, we're, we're in the business. Everyone's in the business for home comfort. And we are, all of us, everyone is there for the American homeowner. So we will get through this. There is no doubt in my mind we will get through this. And the information that everyone is providing as far as, you know, more information, the better. I guess that's really, really the sum that I can give. So I appreciate you doing this. And I'm anxious to to see what everyone else has to say along the same lines. Very good. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us. We're glad you could make it and join us. So stay safe, take care, and we'll see you at some point in time face to face again. Thank you, Steve. You do the same. Bye-bye.